Ethelwood's words were cool and clipped as he tossed aside her paperwork. Miss Aldridge, I believe. She gave a nod that held something less than agreement. Actually, it is Mrs., my lord, she said in a quiet, throaty voice. Mrs. Aldridge. I am a widow. Without children, I trust, he said a little harshly. Her gaze faltered and dropped again to the carpet. I was never so blessed, she replied. It was the briefest of marriages in my youth. Mrs. Aldridge did not look, however, as if her youth was much past her. Hepplewood stared her boldly up and down, willing himself to be unaffected as he motioned her to take the chair before him. Despite her dull attire and quiet demeanour, Mrs. Aldridge could not be much past five-and-twenty by his assessment, and Hepplewood was known to be a keen judge of female flesh. He suppressed a bitter smile. Hers had doubtless been a short and tragic union then. What a coincidence. But Mrs. Aldridge's marriage had likely been made of more honourable stuff than his had been. She had wed a soldier, perhaps, or an older gentleman. But the latter sort of alliance was made only for money, and if Mrs. Aldridge had possessed two shillings to rub together, she would not be here. She must surely know who and what he was. Lady Petershaw, to be certain, could have told her plainly enough. They ran in the same social circle, he and the Marchioness, a circle that was, if not the very rim of polite society, then certainly its thinning edge. And society, the poor collective idiots, scarcely knew the half of what Hepplewood was up to, no matter the scandalous gossip they might titter over. He had learned early on to hide his darker habits— usually in a small country house or a Parisian brothel. No, surely Mrs. Aldridge hadn't been fool enough to reply to his agent, then make no further inquiries into his character. But having settled into his chair, the woman was still looking up at him through her wide-set and striking eyes. They were haunting, those eyes, a sort of violet blue rimmed with thick black lashes that held no hint of judgment or even of fear. No, It was resignation. She looked as if she'd come into his house believing it was the portal to Hades and prepared to endure it. All hope abandon, ye who enter here. Well, she would make for easy pickings, then. Hepplewood realised at once the train of his thoughts and derailed it. He'd no interest in harbouring any temptations here at Lufford. He still possessed enough discernment, he hoped, to indulge his baser inclinations well away from his family home, well away from Lissy. The woman surprised him by speaking. May I ask, my lord, what is the child's name and age? Your employment agent, Mr. Gossing, was not very specific. Lady Felicity Chalfont, he said the words clipped. She's five years of age. Felicity, she repeated, mouthing the word as if it were new to her. What a lovely name. I did not choose it, he said abruptly. She is called Lissy. Felicity is her mother, or that is to say it was her mother's name. My in-laws wished it used. Now why the devil had he said that? Mrs. Aldridge could not possibly care. Moreover, it was none of her business. To dispel the awkwardness, he snatched up her paperwork again and let his gaze run blindly over it. There was no point, for he didn't give a damn what it said. He'd no intention of hiring Mrs. Aldridge. He still sat with one hip propped upon his desk. 
It was a position of neither authority nor gentlemanly formality. He wished merely to study her, perhaps even to agitate her ever so slightly. He felt the devil stirring inside him again. What would it take to bring a flush of colour to those lovely, if perhaps faintly hollow, cheeks? Her face was otherwise perfection, with a delicate nose, high but gentle cheekbones, and those wide, curiously coloured eyes that he'd somehow expected would be brown. And that hair, yes, that, he imagined, was her glory. It would tumble down like a dark, lustrous waterfall when pulled free of that punishing array of braids, and slide through a man's fingers like... She cleared her throat sharply. Was there anything you wish to ask me, sir? About my qualifications, I mean? Yes, he lied. You were last employed, I see, by Lady Petershaw. Did she hire you?